Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is your boy, Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast. This is our second part of the week. Um, if you were in the earlier week, we dropped a uh, favorite catchphrases pod. Check mm. that out, man. We even attached a question to it. Uh, if you have any catchphrases we missed, what's your favorite catchphrase? Um, you can answer that, but it's only on Spotify, I believe. Okay. Um, this pod is about MLW's Fightland that is coming out later this week um, and on the WWE draft. We didn't do this at the top of the week because Raw still had to do the second half of the draft. Yeah. Um, so we're coming to you now with our draft review and what happened at MLW Fightland that I attended uh i was actually in the second row of lucky master yeah so you should be seeing me in probably the next uh this week and next week because because it was tapings they taped it there and then they're showing it later in the week um so you'll probably you'll probably see me um on at least three shows i believe um yeah because they they what they did was they did um well, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Let's start it off right, okay? We do these things. We have a pattern. We have a formula. Let's stick to the formula. Mm-hmm. Um, Duke, the wrestler of the pod. All right, so sticking to the formula of going by wrestler of the pod. Wrestler of the podcast this week is Josh Woods out of Ring of Honor. He's the current Ring of Honor pure champion, a former PPW silverweight champ, and he won the ROH Top Prospect Tournament of 2017. And I just said he was the pure champion. The person he just so happened to beat for that pure championship, former wrestler of the pod himself, Jonathan Grisham. And he just he just won that title, I think, not even a month ago. And I watched the highlights of their match, and it was an extremely technical match. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of hard back-and-forth action between them. So if you haven't checked that match out or checked out Josh Woods, you definitely need to go check him out for sure. Yeah, man. The fact that they would trust him to beat Jonathan Grisham, uh, especially for a pure wrestling championship, is mm-hmm. uh, is a significant in itself, man. Jonathan, the octopus, is no joke, man. Yeah, he's been one of the Ring of Honor staples for the past few years. So mm-hmm. if you can take the title off of him, that means you got to be doing something right. Yeah, you got to really be up there, man. Um, mm-hmm. Before we get ahead of the draft news, uh, I believe there's some impact news. Or yeah, speculation, uh, just, rather. Yeah, it's just like a, like some impact speculation because, uh, as those of you may know, Braun Strowman is still a free agent. He's still lurking about out there. And he just recently had his, uh, what was it, the Free the Narrative with uh, EC3? Yeah, yeah. And now there's speculation Impact is making a really big push for him. And apparently the contract they've offered him is one of the largest contracts they've offered anybody. So he still has yet, he still has yet to sign anywhere officially, but the fact that Impact is willing to give, you know, one of the biggest contracts they've ever offered to somebody to Braun Strowman speaks volumes. And I'm pretty sure we've said before that I think we both agreed the best place for Braun would be Impact. 
Yeah, I think he can really thrive there. Um, just because AEW has so many big fish, mm-hmm. it would kind of it, they. I feel like they wouldn't be able to display him on uh, the kind of stage he needs um, coming out of WWE. Um, ROH isn't really the right landscape, but Impact has a very good character to talent balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're lacking in that really big star power aside from Christian and uh, Christopher Daniels and who maybe Eric Young, who just came back. Braun would be a monster over there. Yeah, because really the biggest stars that they have over at Impact are people from other companies. Like you just said, Christian from AEW. Mm-hmm. You got um, Omega popping up every now and then. Mm-hmm. You have um, Switchblade popping up mm-hmm. from New Japan. So it's you kind of need your own stars at this point. So Braun to Impact might not be the worst case scenario. In fact, I think Braun can do do best in ring and out of the ring in Impact. Mm-hmm. Because you have the opportunity to mix it up with one, some people you've never mixed it up before. Um, two, you have a, a stage where coming in, you have a huge target on your back because you're essentially coming in um, as a top guy. A top, yeah, definitely a top guy. Um, and it's not a situation where they have to build you at all. Your name in itself is just enough so yeah yeah especially with impact so i mean who knows hopefully he ends up over there i would prefer it because bro like you said aw got too many damn people like they about to just go sign kevin durant and jesus at this point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so impact impact for me is the best move for him yeah you gotta you gotta spread yourself out man and if and if aw wants to uh bring them in here and there like they've been trading talent with other companies that's fine too but i just don't think he should um officially sign there oh yeah i mean you can always like tease him like coming in for just like one match or you know a couple weeks yeah, and he, he could do something an occasional joker card maybe yeah like he can do the joker thing he can do the uh he can have a couple interactions with the dark order out of respect to brody mm-hmm if they get Bray, he can interact with Bray. But other than that, just stay at Impact. You know, mm-hmm. become the Impact World Champ. Build up Impact the same way that Bobby did uh, when they had nobody. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best choice for him. Yeah, but that was, that was basically all I had for Impact. Just that, that small little nugget of uh, them trying to make a push for Strowman. Um, with that, do you want to do MLW or do you want to do the draft first? Um, let's jump MLW. All right. So as a pretense, because uh, I was live at the tape shows, they did um, they did an episode of MLW. They did the Ring of Honor Cup. Um, not Ring of Honor Cup. They did the Opera Cup, the MLW mm-hmm. Opera Cup. Um, and they did fight land. Okay. So first, uh, if you're, if you want to watch MLW, for those of you who don't, if you want to ever catch it live, 
Um, if you're killing a couple hours before AW comes on, they're on YouTube every Wednesday at, I believe, 7 o'clock. Um, yes. On their YouTube channel. Uh, show is only an hour long, so it doesn't... It literally is like a pre-show to AEW. If you're bored, you got nothing to do at 7 o'clock and you're just waiting for AEW. Um, check out MLW. Uh, if they're not doing one of their live shows, they're usually doing something from throwbacks. You can see like a really old Sanjay Dutt, uh, beginning stages, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. Um, they've had pretty much anybody who's anybody there, even Jerry the King Lawler. So um, check them out. They've been around for a very long time. Who and, did, uh, um, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, but who did Jerry the King Lawler fight when he was there? Um, who did Jerry, who did Jerry fight? He fought somebody ridiculous that he shouldn't have been fighting. Um, that, that wasn't the Enzo match, was it? No, 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 no. I'm talking about a uh, throwback Jerry Lawler. I think Jerry okay. Lawler fought like Jerry Lynn or some shit like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was the Enzo match. I was no, say. no, no, no. I don't know where uh, he fought Enzo at. Uh, I mean to see it though. You know what's funny? Speaking of that though, they are having um, a New Japan show in October at the Twenty Three Hundred Arena, the old ECW arena. Um, that Enzo's going to be in, so I might have to go to that oh, one too. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, nothing. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they did it in Philly. They did it at the old Twenty Three Hundred Arena, uh, the old ECW Arena. Um, arena. yeah so they did they did a regular episode they did the opera cup and they did Fightland. so we got there and maybe maybe seven o'clock mm-hmm. we probably we i don't think we left until uh at least 12 yeah I, I'll, I'll say that's accurate so it was a very long night but there was a lot of ups and downs a lot of crazy things so I wanna I wanna pretense it with one, what time the show is on every week if you want to catch it on YouTube. And two, um, the news I'm giving you is spoilers. So this is the spoiler warning. Somewhere in the description, uh, I'm gonna put the timestamp for when I start talking about this, just in case, and the timestamp for when we talk about the draft, just in case mm-hmm. you are an avid MLW fan and you don't wanna, you know. Or if you want to yeah. check it out and you feel like maybe seeing it live and then coming back to the pod is the best idea because Fightland won't be on until Thursday. It's going to be on Thursday on Vice TV at 10 p.m. So if you want to okay. just wait until Thursday and come back, do it because the draft will still be relevant and MLW will still be relevant. So yeah, it's not like, you know what I mean, going back to the pod later in the week isn't going to be a benefit to you. So just, you know, whatever you want to do, the timestamps will be in the description. Okay. All right. That being said, um, I'm just going to do the Opera Cup and Fightland. Um, they only gave us a couple matches for the show. As you know, it's only an hour long. They can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Opera Cup, we got the first round, the semifinals, and then I assume they're going to do the finals probably in another month at a not war games but they're doing like some type of war games concept pay-per-view 
um, in October that I assume they're going to do the finale at. Okay. Um, so the first round, I'll do it match by match. It was Calvin Tankman versus Wrestler of the Pod, Mad Dog, Matt Cross. Okay. A very exceptional match. Um, I could tell there were people that didn't know who the hell Matt Cross was coming <laughs> into it. So I was just kind of sitting back and watching everyone realize how awesome Matt Cross is. Um, unfortunately, he lost to Tankman. But I saw Tankman maybe three times that night. I got to give it to him. Tankman is the real deal, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't get it initially, but seeing him live, like, it's it's an energy. It's a, it's a certain way that he moves. It's very, uh, it's very entertaining. It's very entertaining. Yeah, I might, I might have to check him out, though. Um, after that was Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty, who's been seen on AEW. Um, Bobby Fish will actually be on AEW this week, tonight, as a, as we're recording this. Um, that was a good match. Lee showed a lot of spirit. I like the uh, the the energy that he gives um, on his entrance. He can really feel the crowd get behind him. Um, but he got destroyed. He got destroyed. Um, Bobby How Fish went in fish? there and did his thing. How somebody chanted that. Bobby Fish fry. Bobby <laughs> Fish could fry fish. Literally, somebody chanted that. They were like, "I had to do it. I had to ask him." Um, but yeah, he he destroyed the he destroyed the kid. Uh, shout out to Lee. He he did a good job taking it. He got a little bit of his stuff <laughs> in, but Bobby destroyed him the entire time. Like he he just broke down his legs. And then finished him off with a with a with a uh, a knee bar, I believe. He did a good a job taking that bar. ass whooping. Yeah, but he did a very good job taking that beating. Uh, the the leg chops were just so hard, um, and it you know it's a, the twenty three hundred is is only been so big, so you hear that like the the entire arena hears that chop. Yeah, it like echoes. So very brutal, very easy win for Fish. Uh, very happy to see it. He got a huge pop, huge pop. Oh, I believe it. Which you know, it's Bobby Fish. Yeah, that, you know I mean? that, that's only natural. I mean, you gotta you gotta show homage where where it's due, and you gotta pay that man his respect wherever whatever arena he pops up in. Absolutely. Um, so Bobby Fish wins uh, in the first round. Then we have the American Wolf, Davy Richards. Uh, former versus, wrestler of the pod. Former wrestler of the pod versus another former wrestler of the pod, filthy Tom Lawler. Oh, Ooh, that's man. an exciting first rounder. They did this shit. Like, I mean, yo, had there not been a whole nother pay per view later and we had only been here for the Opera Cup, that might have been match of the fucking night, dude. They did that. Well, you know, like, I didn't, I, I came into this, just so the listeners know, I came into this with no knowledge of what the matches are that took place. And I feel like after you just saying this match, I feel like MLW kind of listens a little bit because they put my wrestler of the pod up against your wrestler of the pod. Mm -hmm. So now, now the only situation is I got to hear whose wrestler of the pod came out on top. Um, 
I hate to give it to you. It was Davy. It was Davy. But in spe- listen, go. spectacular fucking fashion. Um, there you go, Davy. So people love Davy, but you can obviously tell out of the two, the fan favorite was um it was split, but it was it was definitely still more Tom Lawler. Mm-hmm. Um and you could you could tell by the music, like he hits you straight from the entrance. Um yeah. Davey reminds you a lot of uh I hate to say it, but he reminds you a lot of Benoit and the way that he's he's just he's he's big um in size, but he's he's small in stature. Uh, but he's just got this gritty uh-huh. uh, grappler feel to him. Um, and he's just, he's, you can tell he's not a showman. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's more, he's more of a uh, force, if you will. Exactly. He's more of a force of nature. Um, mm-hmm. So you're meeting the force of nature with this kind of, um, for anybody who hasn't seen him, Tom Lawler is a, is a heavy MMA guy. Um, and he, his, his theme song starts with, uh, I have come to kill you. So, <laughs> and so he's very, he's very showy. He's very, you can tell by his nickname, filthy Tom Lawler. He's just sort of a scumbag, like the villain and never yeah. back down kind of just obnoxious being. Um, so the crowd was a little bit more behind Filthy Tom, and there was a huge pop uh, when the match started because Tom came out in like a cutoff jean jacket vest and uh, jean shorts, and then takes off the jean shorts to to reveal shorter jean shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was it was great, um, but they had a hell of a match because you're talking like um, past the characters. It's classic grappler versus uh, mixed martial artist. Um, you know the submissionist versus the striker. It's the the pure clean versus the always dirty. So it was it was a very a very like from the moment the bell rung kind of um chemistry they had in there and mm-hmm. davy wins by submission um and i also think he won by knee bar which is crazy um but in the fucking submission tom doesn't tap Tom's leg is obviously deteriorated, but mm-hmm. he's he's in the hold, and everyone's yelling at him to tap. And he goes, um, he's he's too far from the rope to grab it, so it goes from him reaching to the rope to him just shoving up both middle fingers and passing out, oh, and the damn. ref stops the fight. It was like, oh, yeah, that, this was perfect. I could see that leading. I could see that leading to a few down the line. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was amazing. I loved every second of it. Um, and the story of the story of the arena itself 
was really one side of the room versus another side of the room. Because mm-hmm. um, this match showed that, but the next match really uh, set it in stone. Because after Davey Richards versus Tom Lawler, uh, it was TJP versus Alex Shelley. And TJP, who just joined the Bullet Club, is pure. Whoa, 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 who? Oh, sorry, sorry, not the Bullet Club, not the Bullet Club. Sorry, my bad. TJP did not give me a heart attack. My bad. Don't give me a heart attack. TJP has joined King of New Japan, Will Osprey. So it's still kind of the equivalent to joining the Bullet Club. Whatever. Oh my! Oof. You almost just—you almost was just about to be the single host of this podcast. No yeah. <laughs> oh, heart attack. But mind you, we're talking that like we're talking Will Ospreay, like Jeff Cobb, like this is a big deal. Right, continue. So TJP, who's just been like crowned one of the guys by New Japan's finest, is going up against legendary high flyer. Um, innovator, originator of the new high-flying, flippy-dippy style that everyone does now. Um, The original Motor City Machine Gun, Alex Shelley. Um, That being said, coming into it, uh, as soon as TJP's music hit, there's an eruption of booze. Which it should be. Um, One side is fully for TJP. Don't know how that's possible. One side is totally against him. Um, And then Alex Shelley comes out and the crowd is, uh, well, our side of the crowd. Um, I guess we played the good guys for the night. Um, Our side of the crowd was totally Alex Shelley. The other side of the crowd was, yeah, which it should be. And the other side of the crowd is totally TJP. Don't Uh, know how that's possible. I was in shock. I'll be honest with you. Because... (laughs) I, I thought it was blasphemous that they would even cheer TJP. And of course, everyone on exactly. my side agreed that, that this is blasphemy. Like, I don't even understand. But you know what? Um, funny thing, the, the people that were sitting behind us were a little bit annoying. But <laughs> the people, but... Aren't they always? They, they always there's always one guy. Um, in this case, it was maybe three. Um. But I did find this in common. Um, I turned around after booing TJP, and there's like a line of four to five people with just straight middle fingers up at TJP. <laughs> As there should be. <laughs> Blatant disrespect. That's what we do. That's what we do. Uh, and in that moment, I thought two things. I thought, one, he must be doing fantastic heel work. And I second, I definitely don't feel as bad about trashing him on every single podcast we do. <laughs> because clearly because there's a following of people that just fucking that just hate TJP. Like, like, I don't know what he did to us, but fuck him, man. I can understand. Yeah, I, I can understand why people don't like him because I'm one of the people that don't like him. Me personally, I don't think he's that talented, but you know, 
to each his own. It's not it's not for the heel work. It's not for you know the in the uh, the personality work. For me, it's just I don't think he's that talented. I mean, he he obviously has to be talented to be in the business, but. I just don't think he's super great. I don't think he was an A player. I don't even think he was a B player. Mm. Like a C player? Yeah, sure. He can be a C minus player. Yeah, maybe a C at best. Um, but him and Shelly had a great match. Unfortunately, he um I think he cheats to win against Shelly. Um, whether bullshit. it was it was a low blow or some I forget how he won, but I knew it was bullshit. Um, <laughs> but he beats Shelly. He rolls out of the ring. They're booing him all the way up the ramp, and um, Shelly grabs the mic and basically tries to uh, tries to goad him into putting it back on the line and coming back down to pin him again like a real man. Um, Mm-hmm. TJP gotta give it to him it's great heel work walks all the way back up the ramp after being called a bitch um, gets up on the apron and goes no <laughs> then he walks back gotta give that one to you great heel work that's what you're supposed great to do work. Got to give that one to him. So that was the opening round. In the semifinals, they had um, they had announced TJP was hurt. So the alternative was this dude named Alex Kane. The people behind us really loved him. I didn't get it. Um, but if you want a basic description, the guy looks like Biggie, but he has Brock Lesnar's gimmick. King okay. Mo is his manager, and King Mo comes out with a bunch of cards with numbers on them for suplexes. So every suplex, he puts up a card like a like a like a like a card girl, like, like a, a like a girl. like a UFC uh, like a. Say what you're going to say. I'm leaving space. Mm, well. Like a card girl. Like a. Like, yeah, like a card girl, but it's just. God, we already have that gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. So what? it wasn't very creative. I couldn't get behind the character, but um, it's okay because. Uh, he fought Tank Man, and Tank Man just basically killed him. Um, so Tank Man beats Alex Kane, which leaves Davy Boy, or not Davy Boy, Davy Richards uh, versus Bobby Fish. Had it not been for Davy Richards versus Tom Lawler, this might have been match of the night. Um because they had a classic. I think the real story, though, is what happens after the match. Because that's they had they had a knockdown, drag out fight. But at the end of it, um, they shake hands. 
Um, everyone's cheering for Davy, but Davy's like, no, don't cheer for me, cheer for Bobby, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of this really nice thing. Like, you know, this is one of Bobby's first matches after being released and, you know, finally on a, like a good stage and it's very nice. Um, and then Davey goes to do his, uh, how at the, at the top rope and, um, yeah, uh, Bobby turns on him, <laughs> kicks him, kicks him in the back of the legs. Um, David Richards gets tied in the tree of world, tree of woe. Um, okay. and mind you, like, um, Bobby's leg is not Bobby. Uh, mind you, uh, Davey Richards' leg is already pretty beat up from the filthy Tom Lawler match. And they just went and had a, a, a strike-heavy, submission-heavy classic. So his knee's even more messed up. Now he's tied in the tree of woe. And uh, Bobby just starts killing him. Yeah. Like, leg shot after leg shot after leg shot. Um, submission after submission. And then who comes trotting down the fucking ramp? Supposed to be injured, TJP. Of course. With a steel chair. Oh, lovely. Basically, uh, TJP goes in there and bashes Davy's leg. Damn it, Davy. Just damn it. Blatant, blatant chair shots. Uh, so him and Bobby are like united on this front to just destroy Davy Richards. Um, the all the referees come down, and they start fighting off the referees to beat down his leg. No, I'm looking at the top of the ramp like somebody, somebody do something. Like somebody's gotta come. Somebody's gotta do something. Nobody came out. Damn. They shame. just destroyed Davy. So I don't know if they're gonna wait until I don't know if they're gonna wait until Davies hundred percent um to have the final match or if they're just gonna give it to Tank Man, which I hope they don't. Mm-hmm. But it was a killer, it was a killer cup. Like it was it was an amazing uh it was amazing first first uh pay-per-view. But you know, it is it is what it is. Hate to see it, but it was the matches were amazing, so it's not all bad. Um, moving on, Fightland, which I can move through a little, a little quicker because not everything was amazing. Um, there was a twelve-man elimination match. Um, I'm not going to name all twelve of the people that were in it because it's not worth it, but. Um, <laughs> of course it's not worth it. Of course it's not. It was it's 12 men. Like I'm, I'm not it's not worth you, you can't run down everybody in the match, especially if they're not worth running down. Yeah. Um, but out of the people that won, um, there was this dude named EJ who I was totally unfamiliar to, but the crowd seemed to love, so maybe I'm not watching hard enough. Wait, hold on. Um, um was it like EJ and, and Doka or something? Yes. 
the judge. EJ. That's a former yeah. wrestler of the pod. Yeah, Is that's somebody. I... He's definitely. You were a wrestler. Yeah, that's my wrestler of the pot. I know exactly who he is. He used to be in NXT, and then he left NXT, went to MLW during their, um, I guess, their version of their draft that they were having. The same draft that Davey Richards came back in and everything like that. Yeah, he's a former wrestler of the pot, too. I forget what number exactly, but I know he's a wrestler of the pot. All right, well, I'm going to have to look back at that then because I feel like... And it, not to disclose any information, but I've been working on something where all the wrestlers of the pod are able to be displayed. And I feel like I didn't put his name on there yet. So I definitely got to go back. If and he find wasn't him. a wrestler of the pod, he should have been because I'm pretty sure I would have made him a wrestler of the pod. But I'm almost certain I've mm-hmm. mentioned him on this. I'm 100% certain I've mentioned him on an episode before, whether it was their draft or okay. as the wrestler of the pod. Well, he basically won the elimination match for them. Okay. Um, he was accompanied by Warhorse, who made his debut. Um, the Blue Meanie and our boy Savio Vega. Savio. Uh, but just the fact that the Blue Meanie, Savio Vega, and Warhorse were the other people that are notable names of the 12 men that were on that team. <laughs> this kind of shows you that this was a very low level. Hey, hey, Savio, Savio Vega <laughs> deserves his just due, man. He deserves his just Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, besides Savio, I mean, that was literally when Savio came out. I, I looked at Mrs. Jobber and was like, Duke is going to be so jealous. I know. <laughs> Savio, Savio Vega in the flesh. Y'all man. got to see Savio Vega and I didn't. This is some bullshit. And it was a huge pop, man. He got a huge pop. Um, so they won that. There was a, a I'm handling this, I'm handling the card on terms of importance. Um, there was a match with the Sea Stars versus Zoe Sky and Willow Nightingale, which the Sea Stars won. It was really a sleeper match, but during the match, um, Holly Dead, who was in action later. Basically, Halloween boogeyman style, um, drag somebody under the ring, and um, were the worms involved? Whatever they did, um, not worms, okay. but um, after the match was over, Holly Dead comes out, um, licking her fingers, which I assume were bloody. Oh well, isn't that lovely? Um. Yeah, and then they found Willow with like her hand sticking out <laughs> under the ring. <laughs> um, just really busted up. So I, I don't I don't want to assume anything happened, but um whatever it was, it wasn't pretty. I don't even know I, if that's I think. PG. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know if I should talk anymore about this. Um Ooh, that happened. That that was a thing. Um Nicole Savoy, who's one of the people I really came to see, um, had a one-on-one with Holly Dead um, and won. Okay. Uh, but I got to say, um, Holly Dead is, is, is kind of the shit. 
like I was rooting for the other person, but watching the match, you're like, damn. She's not bad. She's she not mm-hmm. bad. Um, Mrs. Jobber loved her face paint. Um, DJ, yeah, I mean, yeah. solid match, but the sad thing is, after the match was over, um, you can see Nicole talking to the refs. Um, they threw up the X. I think she might have hurt her ribs or something. Um, she had to be carried out. Very disappointing. Yeah, that's never good. That's um, never good at all. Yeah. So praise to Nicole. Hope she gets better. Um, very sad to see. Um, and of course, after that was more of the big stuff. Um, Filthy Tom, upset about his loss to Davey because he never tapped out, um, goes to the old Lucha Underground manager, who I guess now is managing MLW, um, and demanded some kind of something. So, <laughs> so um, Caesar goes, okay, fine. I have a special match for you later. Um and it's Mil Mortez or King Mortez in a uh, casket match. Oh, damn. Which was, yeah, yeah. Um, which was exactly what it sounds like. Um, very entertaining. At one point, they broke the casket. Um, Whoopsies. Which, yeah, which... Uh, I will disclose clearly was not supposed to happen. Um, epic moment in the match. Well, that's always fun. Where you, yeah. If the, it, it was one of those things where like, it was really cool to see, but they, you can tell like after it was over, oh, that wasn't, they weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> it wasn't supposed one of to these do that. things is not like the other. And they had to, they had, the refs had the joy of figuring out how to make that work on the fly. <laughs> so that they could finish the match <laughs> because if you can't close if the casket doors are broken off how do you close the casket on you just throw them um, in so and that was put fun. your arms over the top and say it's over <laughs> so they had they had like a two refs holding a door each and just kind of <laughs> closed it by themselves it was very funny um but the, that that was a cool match uh did not think I was going to see a casket match live. Um, then, of course, there were... I don't even want to talk about that yet. I feel like that's the last thing I should talk about. I'm going to talk about Los Parks versus the 5150. This shit was awesome. Like, MLW, very smart. Very smart. They looked at the arena and was like, we got to have at least one match that's very ECW. This was that match. And it wasn't even really like, I don't even, I can't even tell you who won. Like, I really can't. Like, I, I really, that, match, I really, that match was just too damn brutal. I don't know who came out on top. Like, what? I don't even know. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I really couldn't tell you, even if it was like at one point they announced it was a six man tag, but I don't even know if there was legitimately a pinfall. Like, <laughs> Just it was just a street fight. So like Los Parks comes down, um, La Parker and his two kids. Um 
And then Conan comes out. I don't even, I didn't even know if I, I think this was like one of those matches I didn't know was on the card. Um, because I'm like, oh, Lil's Parks, that's dope. I wonder who they're fighting. And then Conan comes out with um, Danny Limelight <laughs> from AEW. Uh, and this big ass dude that I later found out his name is Slice Boogie. Which is hilarious. Oh God. Um, Slice Boogie. <laughs> Slice Boogie. Um, they come down and they're the new LAX. They're like, they're called 5150, but they're LAX. <laughs> you're with Conan, you're LAX. So they come down in this, in this like small, like, I don't know if he's Dominican or if he's just a black dude that they accepted into their group. But he's just, this 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 weird ass uh, 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 black dude that came down with him. That's like clearly the mascot of the team. Oh damn! Because um, he's doing like dances and all this dumb shit. And was it Curry Man? Uh, but he did, um, then mind you, he was the life of the party though. So so they're in there fighting those parts. And if and you know what, at first it's just the two kids. At first it's just Los Parks, mm-hmm. as in L.A. Parks' kids. Yeah. Right? And then it's Slice Boogie and Danny Lomlight. So it's LAX versus Los Parks. They're getting it in. Um, the little dude on the outside is is yelling inside the ring, fuck him up. Like, you know, oh, this, all this other shit that I'm sure you shouldn't be saying on live TV. Um, <laughs> that's not PG. Conan is outside the ring, looking like Conan. I'm loving it because I didn't see, I didn't think I'd see Conan tonight, which is awesome. <laughs> um, and then out of nowhere, the LAX music starts playing again, and it's fucking Homicide. Of course, Homicide comes down, comes gunning down the ring to help him out. I'm losing my mind, like fucking homicide is out here. Then the music hits again, and it's La Parka. And Gold, he's out here, and then they just have like an all-out fucking street fight. Yeah, Dudes are hitting dudes with pieces of wood. It's not even tables, just pieces of wood. <laughs> like, like a two-by-fours. There's chairs, there's, yeah, there's chairs, there's flying out the ring, there's just, it just, it was awesome. It was absolutely amazing. Sounds like my kind and of I match. think they fought. I think they fought the entire time they were out there and all the way up the ramp. Like, just love. <laughs> it was amazing. My, it was amazing. My kind of match. Um. Yeah, man, you love it. Um, I got some. I got some good videos that I'll be able to hopefully show, um, you and the rest of our community later. Um, but just amazing. I loved every second of it. Um, and then, of course, um, before the main event, I got to talk about the Fatal 4-Way that I was. I have a very funny story about. Um, so before we went in, there's a stand outside the entire time. There's merch stand, mm-hmm. and then there's um, wrestlers, the wrestlers yeah. stand. Coming in... Um, at the wrestling stand is King Mortez, Tajiri, and Myron Reed. Yep. 
so I get a picture with Tajiri. Um, because Tajiri just came out. Tajiri like just came to the stand. So I, I was like, and so all, everybody's gathered up for King Mortez and Myron Reed. So I'm like, oh shit, we gotta get in that line, whatever, whatever. And then Tajiri, this the, and then the small, not even Tajiri at the time, it's just the small Asian guy in a beater. Um <laughs> comes up, comes up to the comes up behind the desk. And I'm like, who is that? And then I look down at his pants and I'm, I, I look at Mrs. Jobber and I said, oh shit, that's the Jerry. And she's, Miss Jobber does not quite understand what's happening right you. now. But, but, but I'm, I have like, I'm, I'm like, you don't understand this, but this is the Jerry. This, that's t- like, this is a big fucking that's deal. That's Jerry's time like, right here, man. Like, this is a big fucking deal. Uh-huh. So, like, so, so she's like, get a picture with him. And I'm like, of course. So I get a picture with Tajiri. Um, and then I'm like, damn, all right. Uh, let's, let's go get one with Myron Reed. So I go. <laughs> if y'all can't see right now, I'm over here giving Stevie job. I'm just flipping them off. So Myron Reed, who I believe is two-time wrestler of the pod, um, I go get a picture with Myron Reed. Um, and then later that night, I realize they are in the same fatal four-way match for the MLW Middleweight Championship. Um, champion at the time, Myron Reed, um, with uh, this guy named... Ares or Erez, another guy named uh, Aramis. There were two freaky looking dudes, um, but they did their thing. They're very, they're clearly very young high flyers. Um, excuse me for being inexperienced to who they are, but they were amazing out there. Um, Tajiri, of course, was Tajiri. And the young goat, Myron Reed, Two-time wrestler of the pie for a reason showed his fucking ass. That match was amazing. Okay. This is like, 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 okay. So first of all, it starts with um all three of them shaking to Jerry's hand. Mm-hmm. Just proper respect to the fucking mm-hmm. man. There's ECW chance, there's to Jerry chance. Um, I don't think anybody in the arena was chanting anything other than to Jerry, except for the little part where Myron Reed yeah. came out. <laughs> um, and then through the match, you know, like there's different chairs for different things, but like, you can tell the whole atmosphere is kind of behind. Yeah. Tajiri. You can tell it's a very Tajiri um, crowd. And he hits every fucking mark, dude. He hits every, he hits every kick. He hits like you, 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 I have never experienced a Jerry live, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm second row at this fucking show. So I'm getting to see like this is why Tajiri is fucking Tajiri. This is why everybody loves like him. after all these years. He's still Tajiri. This is it. I fucking get mm-hmm. it. He's Tajiri. This is a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he's in there. He's in there. He's not doing all the flippy shit. He's leaving that to the young people. Yeah. But 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 when he gets his shit in, it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, he hits the tarantula. 
Um, he hits the 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 buzzsaw kick. He hits the poison mist. He wins the fucking belt. There you go. Did not see that coming. Good job, my boy. Did not see that my coming. My fucking boy. And he hit the poison mist on Myron Reed. Yeah. Oh, if I'm Myron, if I'm Myron Reed, I'm telling to Jerry. Yeah, you're you're doing that finish on me, bro. Like, if, if you gotta win, yeah, you got you gotta hit me I'm with it. You gotta hit me with it. Not very often do you. Does one grown man say that they want another grown man to spit something in their face? But yeah, yeah, it is to Jerry, and we having a match, bro. You can hit me with the poison mist, and I'll job out to you, no problem. You could be the champ. Go right ahead. Right every time, it's an honor. Mm-hmm. It's an honor. So, I mean, amazing match. The young goat was the young goat. Um, the two young boys did their thing. They got their shit in. But perfect finish. Um, Myron almost flying into the ref. Turns around into the poison mist. Spinning back kick and the buzzsaw kick. Just fantastic. Crowd goes fucking nuts. Tajiri hits all his signature. You know what I mean? Fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Can't go wrong with Tajiri. Um, man, it's so dope. And then I look at Mrs. Jobber. First of all, like just the, just to show people like the range of like Tajiri. After after the poison mist is hit and the bus all kick and he wins and everything. Mrs. Jabber goes, is that where Oski gets the poison mist? And I'm like, that's exactly where Oski gets the poison mist. And anyone that's ever done poison mist has got it from Tajiri. Mm-hmm. He's like Japanese royalty. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so that happens. The place erupts. One of the greatest moments of my life, probably. Um, and then I realized I've taken pictures with the before and after of the MLW middleweight champions. Um, and it's a real moment. Just fucking. Uh, hey, what's that say? Time of what's my life. What's that say right there, Stevie? <laughs> time of my fucking life. Um, we, need, we need a flip counter. Uh, how many times I flip you off during a podcast. Right now we're at three. <laughs> right now we're at three. Yeah, he's very, he's, he's very upset he couldn't be here. Like, just to put this in perspective, TJP, Alex Shelley. Um, Alex Shelley, who I think we've both seen live, so that one's not as impressive. Yeah, no. but, well, we've but, both seen Alex. Um, but you're talking Bobby Fish, Tom Lawler, Davey Richards, um, Los Parks, Conan, uh, Tajiri, Myron Reed, um, and not to mention Jacob Fatu, who's the last hit on this list before we get to the draft. All these people live from the second row, very up close. We're at four now. (laughs) This is one of the time of my fucking life, guys. Um, So the very last match, the reason I'm here, title for title, um, the open weight champion Alexander Hammerstone versus uh, uh, the the Samoan werewolf Jacob Fatu, leader of Contra, um, the current MLW heavyweight champion. Um, there was a lot, a lot, a lot going into this, um, and 
the story of the night is basically Jacob Fatu uh, winning our hearts. Um, anybody who doesn't know, I'll describe both of them to you for anybody who's who's just listening, just to listen. Um, Alex Hammerstone, if you've never seen him, is like, I described this to my father the other day. He's basically... <clears throat> whatever you would expect Hulk Hogan to look like if you've never seen Hulk Hogan before and you've only heard, heard the stories about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what Alex Hammerstone looks like. He looks like what you would think Hulk Hogan looks like if you've never seen him before and you've only heard stories. Yeah. And I mean the good stories, not the racist ones. <laughs> He's what you would think Hulk Hogan is supposed to look like uh, versus Jacob Fatu, who in like a, a basic description is like the size of one of the Usos, but looks exactly like Umaga. Yeah. Like height wise, yeah. he's an Uso. I'm, I'm... Look wise, he's Umaga. He's either um, Umaga or he's... um. Either Umaga or Meng. Or Meng, yeah. Or Meng. So, yeah. Uh, Fatu uh, was wrestler of the pod, top 25, uh, re- PWI, top 500 wrestlers. He was number 25. Um, and held the MLW title then, and that was maybe two years ago. Um, a year or two years ago. Um, and since then, held it the entire time, even when it was established as um, an official recognized title in the wrestling world. Um, and the story is um, this evil, uh, this evil army cult cartel leader, Jacob Fatu, um, against the embodiment of fake America. Alexander Hammerstone. Um, and they went out there and had a had a fucking brawl, man. Um, there was tables, there was chairs, there was um chains at one point, I believe. There was an amazing spot where Jacob Fatu um went to a corner in the arena and did a backflip off of um the guardrails. Um, he did a coast to coast with the chair. Um, he did a backflip through a table. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything, man. And and it was amazing because the arena, unlike me, who's in there with a contra jacket and a beater, clearly you see what side I'm on. Um, I am basically the only person cheering for Jacob at the beginning of this match. Yeah, I believe it. Um, But by the end of the fucking match, the entire arena is fully behind Jacob Fatu winning this belt. He has done spot after spot after spot after spot. It is just absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Hammerstone is getting his shit in, but Hammerstone isn't much like Hulk Hogan, he just isn't as impressive 
when you're actually seeing. Like, like, Damn, like that's cold. Like, like, and and like Hammerstone, if you're listening to this, like, like you did a fantastic job, okay? But Jacob, like, he was just everything you expected him to be and more. Like, I expected him to be, you know, the do the Samoan spot where you try to headbutt him and he no-sells it because he's a fucking Samoan. Yeah. I expect amazing Samoan drops. I expect amazing super kicks. Uh-huh. I didn't expect you to interact with the crowd the way you did. Yeah. I didn't expect him to feel every moment that the crowd may lose some steam and be right there to bring it back up. I didn't. I wasn't expecting you to do a fucking backflip off of a guardrail. I didn't expect you to do a coast to coast. I didn't expect you to go for moonsault after moonsault after moonsault. Like this man, like he was the heel, but he was out there performing like the fucking face. Like yeah. he was, he was getting over. Uh-huh. And slowly but surely, by the end of the match, it was like, man, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do if Jacob don't win this belt. Like, it damn near the whole place was behind Jacob winning. It became at that point, fuck it, I don't care. Like, <laughs> like yeah. this guy did so much shit. I just want him to win now. Like, I just, I just want it to happen. But of course, he loses. Yeah, it just wanted it to happen. But of course, he loses. Um, because Hammerstone is Hammerstone, just like Hogan is Hogan. Um, like I like these are these are terrible jokes. If you're listening and you've never seen him, but go look him up. He's literally Hulk Hogan. Like he's, he's literally whatever you would expect Hulk Hogan to be. Like, um, which you know. He's way better than Hogan. I will say that. So, but I take it that uh, Hammerstone was the one to win this match. Yeah. So Hammerstone, Hammerstone pulls it off. Um, crazy spot before that, though. While all this amazing stuff is going on, two things have happened. At one point, they're in the ring. And um, this heated Hammerstone fan is on the outside with his Hammerstone knockoff Hulk Hogan shirt um, arguing with Jacob Fatu's manager. Mm-hmm. Dude, spit, dude spits in his face. Oh, lovely. And this is not a Tajiri kind of spit where you're happy about it. Dude spit this in his like, face. This is like Hawkaloogie. Yes, this is like Randy Orton when he spat in Triple H's face. Oh. Instead of giving him the title. Um, spits in his face. The dude grabs him from the second row. He was literally like maybe three to four seats down from us. Grabs him from the second row, pulls him all the way to the rail, and realizes he's about to beat this guy up live on Vice TV and lets him go. <laughs> My man, we, we At which point, the guy is, of course, kicked out. Like... We in a COVID era right now. You can't be spitting in people's faces. Listen, the only person that's allowed to spit in anybody's faces to yeah. Maybe the you do not spit yeah. in people's faces, man. If you're not Tajiri or Carlito, it's not cool. It's not cool. It's not cool. Um, 
So that happened. And then the second thing that happened, hopefully the cameras caught this because as terrible, as terrible as this was, um, we're sitting second row the entire night. Um, I think the only hand I got to, I got to touch was uh, Bobby Fish's or maybe Davey Richards um, as they were coming past the crowd. Cause we were kind of tucked in a corner. We're on fire. But, um, <laughs> You've been pissed off five pissed times about now. that. Um, but after that, um, the second spot, which I hope is on camera, um, I wasn't smart enough to take my mask down, but I am the literally the only person there in a contra jacket. So if you see someone in a contra jacket, it is me. I'm the only mm-hmm. one. Um, <laughs> um there's a spot in there where Jacob is just smashed hammerstone into a guardrail and he's literally in the corner, like assessing, like recovering or whatever. And I'm right in front of the fucking guy. Like I'm right in front of Jacob Fatu. Um, he's at arm's length from me um, in that corner. So hopefully the camera caught it and you guys can see a nice shot of me and all because I have no idea what to say, uh, but I'm losing my fucking mind. Um, because Fatu was like literally right in front of me, the guy I came to see. Um, but Hammerstone wins it. There's confetti. I'm upset. <laughs> um, I'm upset. <laughs> I'm visibly upset. Like this wasn't supposed to happen. Um, and I don't know what Jacob's going to do, but as far as the hours that I spent there, it was an amazing time. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing time. It's an amazing show. Again, if you want to see it, even after I've spoiled all the results for you, um, this Thursday, 10 p.m., Vice TV. Absolutely amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, But let's get to the draft, man. Let's finish this thing up. Yeah, um, so I'm not going to run through every draft pick that was made uh, because there was a lot. Some people stayed on their brand. Some people left their brand. Some people were called up, too. Um, so as it sits right now, I figure we'll just run through some of the more surprise, not surprising, but well, maybe they might be surprising, but some of the bigger, um, bigger names that switched and we can discuss how we feel about them. And if we think it was a good move or not. Um, so we're going to start with raw and the first big name, the switch shows naturally is Becky Lynch and she's jumping over to Monday night raw. I mean, Mm. I can, I can understand why they did that. I kind of would have liked to see all the horsewomen on one brand, but I mean, I guess you can't really put them all together. So I guess we'll take Becky going to raw. I mean, that's where she was the biggest anyway. Right. I get it. Um, I'm not really sure how I feel about any of these draft picks yet. I know solidly how I feel about two of them, but um, as far as Becky going to Raw, I mean, I I expect them to switch champions every draft. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it is what it is because 
they still switch Bianca, so that's still going to be a thing. Yeah, I mean, and that's really the only championship that they switched. Yeah, surprisingly. But so Becky was moved over to Raw, and naturally, you know, they like to keep uh, couples together. So now they switched Seth Rollins down to Monday Night Raw as well. Big Sethy. Honestly, I think that's the better move for him. I was getting tired of him on SmackDown. I think it's more beneficial for Seth to be on Raw. Yeah, I, he he's we get the Monday Night Messiah back, so he's he's more of a Raw. Yeah, character. so I mean, I'm I'm happy with him going to Raw. Uh, next up on the docket, we have a call up from NXT, Austin Theory. Yeah. Um, were you surprised that he went to Raw? I saw him being called up happening. Naturally, because of what we've seen on SmackDown, right? Right. So, I mean, I might have drafted him to SmackDown because his character coming out of the way is kind of lighthearted. And I feel like, you know, the lighthearted characters that are low-key very talented, usually end up on Raw. Mm-hmm. But seeing as how Raw is now the A-show, I guess that's that's got to change. Yeah. So they drafted him to Raw. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I'm, I don't have high hopes. Okay. But I did like, I did enjoy the segment that he had with Jeff. Oh, yeah, where, where he had took out Jeff. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, um, so we already talked about Bianca going to Raw. We touched on that a little bit. Naturally, uh, like you said, they switched champions. Well, I guess this really isn't a switching of champions, but he's moving to another show. Big E officially going to Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. But that also, it kind of gets canceled out because the other two-thirds of the New Day are sent to SmackDown. Why this happened, I don't know. Should this have happened? Hell no. But I mean, I guess this is what Vince is doing. Vince is Vince is keen on shooting himself in the foot as of late. So I mean, hey, if you just want to add another slug to your foot, my guy, you just did it. Yeah, me, me and me and um me and Pops had a big like discussion about this last night too, where we just kind of realize that it's almost like it's almost like he just hates logical things yeah you you heal like you know how <laughs> you know how like some people are like don't do what everyone else is doing mm-hmm. when they do a right we'll do a left you know what yeah. i mean Vince does that with logic. We'll, we'll do it our way, and it'll be ten times better. Even though it winds up being, even even though it winds up becoming shit. Yeah, he'll have this thing where he's like, "That's the that's the logical thing to do," but we're not logical. We got to be unpredictable. We got to throw we this over here, the box. even though. If we're going to create shit, even we're going to create good shit. 
So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. He, it was a logical thing to do to keep them together. Um, I basically, I basically said, um, it makes no sense because the only time it it's worked really with Biggie as champ is behind the new day. He's been with the new day since he won the belt. Mm-hmm. And now, and, and he hasn't developed a significant character for himself outside of the new day. No. So logically, the right thing to do would just to be to have New Day with him. Be the be the, That's champ- the beneficial thing to do. Yeah, be the champion of positivity type of thing. Because let's face it, like unless you're gonna change his character. He's just doing a one-man new day, and that's kind of like not great. Like you know what I mean? Like you're you're essentially making brother. They're doing a two-man new day. Like it's essentially brother love. They're doing a two-man new day. Mm -hmm. He's doing a two-way. They're doing the two-way new day. He's doing a one-man new day, and it just sucks. They're better together. So if you're not going to change Biggie's character. Why not just have him with the new like that makes no sense to me. Yeah. Like I, I understand I, it. I just don't see how you expect it to get over. That's that's all I'm saying. Nah. Um, um I was gonna say I got one more name to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really don't know how I feel about this one name being drafted so wrong. Um, I'm just going to jump right out and say it. Before I even say his name, what the fuck is the point of NXT? NXT. Oh, you got you to gotta say his name because then I can give you the entire thing. Um. Gable Stevenson. Now, mm. this is the guy you just signed, if I'm not mistaken. So he's young, fits the mold of people you want in NXT. And you say mm-hmm. NXT is to develop talent now. That's what you're strictly going to do is develop mm-hmm. your talent. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is the point of NXT? if you're not developing the new fucking talent that you sign. You would think this new NXT would be perfect for Gable Stevenson, but no, you're going to do what the fuck you did to Dominic Mysterio, and you're just going to draft him to the main show and have him fucking run before he learns how to crawl, before he learns how to walk. Like, if he flops, this is nobody's fault but Vince's. And Nick Khan. This is nobody's fault except for them. Because you have NXT for this fucking reason. They put their money on the wrong Gable. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, man. Like, I, I get an Chad angry. Gable has got to be pissed. Like, I, if I'm Chad Gable, man, I'm... I'm heated. I'm scolding. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm fiery. I'm fiery. I'm pissed off. 
Um, if you wanted Olympians, Vince, you've had them. You've had Olympic level wrestlers for years. Like <laughs> you've had the spitting image of Kurt Angle for years. And you're just now deciding to go with an Olympic Olympic wrestler. Not only that, you're choo- you're putting your money on an Olympic wrestler who hasn't spent any time developing. No. Has maybe only been working with somebody to help him um transition his moves into the wrestling ring. Didn't Kurt go through nine months of training before they put him on the main roster? Yo, just sign this dude. Like... Gable should have went to the UFC. Yo, just sign this fucking guy. And 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 then to to completely lose him uh uh from developmental. Y'all better be having him trained with the best of the best. Facts. And y'all better not debut him for months. Like y'all, y'all have to hold out. Y'all can't have him debut until Mania. I was gonna say the Rumble. Or maybe the day after Mania. I was gonna say the Rumble. Or maybe the Rumble. Given, yeah, well, and then the rumble, and then you got to make him disappear again until after many. Because, like, I, you have him do good in the rumble. You have, I just, I just don't understand. Like, I was gonna say, I if you want to build him, debut him at the rumble, but make him like this fucking force at the rumble where he like comes in the ring, eliminates two people right off the bat, boom, boom, just like belly to belly suplex. If he can do a belly to belly suplex, I'm assuming. Like just belly to belly suplex. Um, wait, is it belly to belly? No, no, that that like overhead suplex move where you like toss them right over you. Toss mm-hmm. them over the top rope just like that. Then again, you know what? Brock Lesnar is his man's. Shit, unless you wanna unless you're gonna book him like you book Brock. That's what I'm saying. But I still would have put him in NXT. That's the that's what I'm saying though. His man's is Brock Lesnar. I mean, I still would have put him down there in NXT. You got Parker Bordeaux down there. I mean, I would you too, but I'm saying like thinking like Vince. Yeah, I would have definitely put him down there. Thinking like Vince, like, oh well, he's Brock's, you know, he's Brock's friend. He's an Olympian. He'd probably be my next Kurt Angle, he'll probably be as good as Brock, blah, 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 blah. He's probably going to just strap the the, the jetpack on him and just tweak a couple moves, and he's probably just going to be a suplex machine and not do very much of um, professional wrestling at all. I mean, that's what I would imagine. Yeah, so hopefully, but... Moving on, we're going to jump into SmackDown, and here's a name that you're probably very happy to hear. Hit Row was sent to SmackDown. Yeah, uh, very excited about it. My boys, Swerve Scott from Hit Row. Uh, I just hope they do what they're supposed to do. I mean, they own SmackDown, so they got a better chance. Um, Just don't ruin it. I feel like it's very easy to do. 
because mm-hmm. the mid card division is kind of trash, and yeah. the tag division isn't amazing. I mean, no one's taking the belts off of the Usos anytime soon, but. Yeah, because you figure, who are the tag teams over there now? You got the Usos, you got Hit Row, uh, Viking Raiders. Uh, and the New Day. And the New Day. So, I mean, as it stands right now, I think there's like maybe one or two tag teams that, oh, um, Umberto and Garza. Um, Garza, yeah. So, I mean, hopefully with that, with those like plethora of teams, they can figure something out and kind of revitalize their tag division. And then, um, for the most part, it's been the Usos doing doing the running. And then I just I just hope that um, I forget her name, but I hope the the girl of the group can uh, can rise to the occasion. I think her name is like mm-hmm. B Fat or something like that. But hopefully she can hopefully she can um, rise to the level of. Uh, I don't want to say talent. Um, hopefully she can go. I'm gonna say that with the with the rest of the people yeah. in the women's division over on SmackDown, because I think it'll be a while before she's touching Charlotte. But yeah, I think um, if she can just handle the mid card of the women's division, she'll be fine. Yeah, as long as she can just run through some of the women's division, then that'll be a that'll be a good thing. Yeah, but I think they all have a spot uh, somewhere out of the main title scene, as long as they can make that work until they feel like they're able to push one of them to the main event. I'm cool with that. That's all I really need. Yeah. Um. So. So next up on the docket, we have uh, Ricochet mm. was sent over to SmackDown as well. Um, I like that move for Ricochet. I'm not going to lie. That was a move that kind of had me excited. Um, as long as they do something, I've lost all faith in Ricochet. <laughs> not no, not in on, the person. On, not in the person. Um, in creative. The character. In the character. Yeah. I'm just hoping this move to SmackDown does some good for him. Like, I mean, normally when you move to SmackDown, some good happens. So maybe we can get an IC title run out of Ricochet. Hopefully. Like, like a run where, like a run where uh, Swerve Scott beats uh, Nakamura, gets the belt. Yeah, and then maybe they can fit on the spot where Ricochet can take it off of Swerve Scott. I don't know. We would just, I just, I just hope they, they, they do something with him because I've lost all faith in Ricochet um, getting any kind of a push ever at this point. He's like basically Cesaro to me. Um, So we really got to, it's really a wait and see kind of situation. Um, But I, I tell you what, I'm actually, I'm actually a lot happier about, Shayna being drafted than I am Ricochet. All right, man. You know what? You're gonna stop disrespecting Ricochet. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, we both disrespect Ricochet sometimes, but hopefully this new move does some good for him. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, like you just said, uh, you're more excited for Shayna being drafted to SmackDown than Ricochet. That was another name that pulled up. Shayna Baszler sent over to SmackDown. And that's another name I'm happy to see get drafted to SmackDown because maybe, just maybe now, we can get a singles run with Shayna Baszler as the champion again. Maybe Shayna, maybe he finally understands uh, a UFC fighter winning against wrestlers i just maybe now he gets that whole dynamic of like how many times do we have to teach you this lesson old man <laughs> maybe it's finally it's finally hitting him like how that possibly maybe, could work you know? maybe maybe the time has finally come so um, we'll have to see but I, i'm glad because shane has been doing really good the past few weeks um, so hopefully, hopefully this means a title shot is coming. A title reign is coming. Yeah. Just put the strap on Shayna once. Just come on, man. She's waited too long, in my opinion. Um, so those are some of the bigger names that were drafted. And then other than that, you got like notable free agents, Brock being a free agent, mm-hmm. Bailey being a free agent. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm assuming they're going to be free agents just because one Brock's on a part-time contract. He just pops up wherever to boost the ratings, mm-hmm. and ba- and Bailey naturally because she's still hurt. Mm-hmm. You got to see after the landscape plays out where she fits in best. Right. I tell you one thing though, I would not be surprised if Bailey stays a free agent, comes back at the Rumble, and wins the Rumble. And then oh, which, that makes sense. And then picks which champion she wants to go after. So we're in the month of what now? October? Yeah. I think I might have just predicted my female Royal Rumble winner already in the month of October. So I'm going to go out there and address it here first. Bailey, the free agent, is going to win the Women's Royal Rumble and then pick her champion from there. I like it. I like it. I think that's a good. Uh, I think that's a good pick. I mean, it just it just part of me says it makes sense, but then the other part of me says because it makes sense, Vince won't do it. Mm. That is the issue. That's the conundrum. That that is the life of a WWE uh, supporter. Yeah, that's our life in a nutshell. It makes sense, but because it makes sense. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so terrible that we have to live like that every week. But, you know, just the life of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty <sighs> much, I think that's pretty much everything, bro. You got anything else that uh, you wanted to discuss? Um. Hopefully the Mysterio split is coming soon. Um, shout out to Jacob Fatu. Um, like I said, YouTube every Wednesday at seven. Um, and Fight Land is this Thursday on Vice TV at 10 p.m. Uh, I'm also gonna throw in there prayers for Finn Balor because hopefully that man don't get lost in the shuffle over on Monday Night Raw. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm going to jump into the, uh, 
I'm gonna jump into the shout outs. As always, you know, I got to shout out our IG people. You got D the Toy Hunter, uh, Reckless Figs, uh, Fetch Frequency, uh, AJ the Collecting Legend, and Pope Fritz. The Wrestling Fanatics group is alive and well over on IG. So you should go check out all those wonderful uh, social media influencers and whatnot. Go check out mm -hmm. their body of work. Also, Bobby Rastles over at the All About Wrestling podcast. He just had an episode drop recently, so you should definitely go give that a listen as well. Uh, and that's pretty much all I got for this week. So, Stevie, heading on over to you. Uh, first off, shout out to Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming and current gaming needs. Um, shout out to the Wrestling GM app by Sicko Games. Um, shout out to GSW, Global Syndicate Wrestling. Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast, um, That 90s Wrestling Podcast, um, and Wrestling Jeebus. Jeebus. Uh, as always, and uh, Jaded Wrestling. Sounds good. Oh, and shout out to uh, Marshall Von Eric. I didn't see the Von Erics at MLW uh, on, um, I didn't see the, I didn't see them at Fightland. But um, shout out to them because okay. they still follow us. They still follow us on Twitter. Hey, good stuff. Um, so, guys, that is the rundown for this week: MLW and the WWE draft. Hopefully, some good can come from this draft, and hopefully, MLW can build into something bigger that they more than they just had. Mm -hmm. uh, but you guys know how it goes, man. You guys always. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good one. Stay up. Stay blessed. As we always say, stay Saskatchewan.